Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. This is Jersey Joe, and yes, it is a autumn day on this beautiful 18th of October in 2022. And yes, things have gotten off to a rough start. Yes, I know it's a pun intended. Perfect pun because the Devils are 0-2. Fans are restless. And yes, I was on the Locked On Devils podcast the other night with Trey Matthews, a really good friend of the show and someone who... I've been working with over the year, uh, talking all things Devils, but also talking more so hockey operation stuff. And, you know, I believe it's a failed experiment under Lindy Rub, although there are a few silver linings, and I'll get to that a little bit later in the episode. However, I just think if you look at the posture of the players in the first two games, you know, after they feel defeated with having guys like for instance you don't put holds on a fourth line with Michael McLeod and Michael McLeod should even be playing and he's actually under certain circumstances by Hockey Canada in a certain uh, legal matter I don't want to get into it because that's just not my style and I really think he should not be at all on the team because I would much rather Fabian Zetterlin, who is a strong guy for a five foot eleven type player, who can absolutely play with more grit and tenacity. And I don't know why they didn't have Zetterlin in practice this morning. Reported from Amanda Stein, and taking out Kevin Ball as well. That's troubling to me. That's just troubling. Because you want your big Sasquatch of a defenseman with a big, long reach, physical play. And you'd much rather have Brendan Smith play over Kevin Ball? I would not. I would rather have Brendan Smith be the seventh defenseman. And I have people who tell me, Brendan Smith is there to be a good veteran defender, to be a good group veteran in the clubhouse and the locker room. Um, I have to agree with my buddy Billy Botch of the Trap Podcast. I think the time is ticking on Mackenzie Blackwood. And I remember before Blackwood was mentioned to go anywhere that a team like Calgary or Edmonton were interested. And this was last year. And... I feel like if Mackenzie Blackwood keeps screwing up and Jonathan Bernier's ready, he's going to take that backup job. And I like Vitek Vanacek, don't get me wrong. Uh, But the defense needs to help him. And I will say this about Lindy Ruff is that in the preseason, he allowed McGill and Burnett to run the power play properly and the defense the way they wanted in a more competitive and collective role. So it was basically like a cooperative. Now, with preseason over in the first couple games in the books, the last two games, it looks like 
Lindy Ruff just totalitarianizes the whole entire team and just, you know, just makes it harder to facilitate any sort of system. And when you put too much overreach in any sort of business, it is hard to sustain chemistry and the workflow. And that's not good because last year at the end of the season, Jack Hughes and maybe Jesper Bratt both vouched for Lindy to stay on a little longer. I think this is just my personal belief. Players should not be making those calls and vouching for a coach because when the results aren't there, besides certain players like Jack and Brat, they have developed well offensively. Maybe Sharon Govich too, but I'd rather trust what Elliot Freeman said is that, you know, you have a coach in the waiting and you signed Burnett knowing that Ruff has one year on his contract and it's just a matter of time of not just if but when uh the sooner they get rid of Ruff out of that coaching role I find they will be a thousand times better off without Lindy Ruff as the head coach and I find it to be hard sad and tough to stick with a coach in this case in the art of war the general playing not only an outdated system but not also being made clear to his players and the players are starting to tune him out a little bit more once again and if Fitzgerald gets it right he might be able to do what uh, Burnett did, which was turn around a lot of the other facets of the chemistry in Florida with a lot of the great players. And Fitzgerald also played in Florida when he was in the NHL as a player. So, and Tom Fitzgerald knows Burnett well from his playing days. So, with that being said, I really see Tommy Fitzgerald needing to not fall in the same footsteps as as uh, Ray Shiro once did for the Devils, which was wait too long, stay too loyal to a certain guy, and just fall victim of your loyalty to one person. And that will hurt your ass uh, when it comes to being... An executive, and who would take over? Uh, Kate Madigan, Dan McKinnon. Who knows um, if Fitzgerald and Ruff both go? I really like Fitzgerald as a GM. I just think the loyalty to Lindy Ruff is too much, too late, and I rather. Fitzgerald pull the plug now and let Burnett step in and be the man. So 
Yesterday was an interesting day. So back to yesterday was basically before the game, I was more and more pessimistic about the Devils versus Ducks game. But I will tell you this. I was talking to a friend of the show, Billy Botch, head of the Trap podcast, another New Jersey Devils podcast. And I said, I was asked by him, I said, I think that the Devils are going to play very pissed off and they're going to start tuning out Lindy Ruff more. And I just think it's a matter of time. And lo and behold, the Devils were down 2-0 in the first. Yes, the fire rough chance continued, but someone said something in the locker room because in the second period, the Devils really came out with a lot of anti and firepower, and they just looked very confident. Uh, as soon as Andre Pilat pinged one right home in the high danger zone, it was just beautiful to see him get the Devils on the board and the, the deficit down in half. So I will throw this out there. Um, Nico Heischer looked very good. Uh, I really liked the way Brat set up uh, Dougie Hamilton. And Dougie is a man possessed right now. And if he continues to be an offensive juggernaut like he is and he plays a more defensive game, he's certainly going to be up for the Norris Trophy. It's certainly going to be a good thing to have. Jonas Siegenthaler, the, the Swiss and Thai citizen uh, of a defensive player, he plays what I call the KISS style of hockey, the keep it simple, stupid type game. And he really did an amazing job interfering, blocking shots, you know, interrupting uh, breakouts. And, you know, you want that in a, in a young defender becoming a veteran. And you know who did that for quite a while? Andy Green. Andy Green retired recently with a one-day contract as a devil. And Jonas Siegenthaler is going to continue that. He's going to be someone that stays here and leads by example as a captain. And I can't get enough of what he did, but even though I'm not a big fan of Brendan Smith, he definitely took a hit pretty well. And he fought, uh, I think it was Hunt or someone from Anaheim, if I could stand corrected. If anyone listening, uh, chime in. So that fight was very good. And actually, Spittin' Chicklets uh, have it on their Twitter. And I captured it. And I was like, capturing it as, don't you dare touch my pork roll, egg, and cheese sandwich. That's it, buddy. You're done. You're next. So that's that was my caption on it. Just I like to have fun with uh, some of the things that Chicklets does. Throw a little Jersey toot into it. So uh, I really liked how Dawson Mercer began clicking because he's in his second year um, as a Devil, 
<coughs> and I really hope um, Mercer just continues to grow and develops to become a not a franchise player, but a cornerstone piece winger who can also play center. Uh, I really think that the way they played yesterday gives me more hope. But at the same time, I don't see Lindy Ruff um, being in New Jersey. And last year um, in Vancouver, you had the Bruce Boudreaux effect. They got rid of their coach and Boudreaux started bringing this new vibe of energy. And I really thought it was amazing watching the Canucks compete. And it looked and felt great because I was like, the Devils can certainly be that kind of team and get everyone clicking. And I just enjoy um, Andrew Burnett being the coach in the waiting. And I mentioned this on Locked on Devils the other night. And I certainly have faith and trust in McGill and Burnett on the Devils. And the players are shooting the puck more. They're not passing as much. And they're out shooting other teams, but now they're starting to capitalize on the high danger chances now, which is starting to equate from last night's game. So the effort's there. The pieces are there. Uh, The head coach has to give every inch. You can't just play your your three or four lives. You have to play all four. Um, I absolutely hate, hate, hate when a coach uh, defies playing a young stud prospect. Um, I've seen it before with DeBoer and Adam Larson as a youngster. And I believe it stunned his growth. And that was a bad thing. I remember there was the the free uh, Adam Larson uh, chance over the years. And eventually he got traded for Taylor Hall. Um, Not going to say that uh, happens to Holtz. But I believe a guy like Burnett, who's young, modern, updated, who's with the program and the league, understands what players can get out of it um, certainly can grow this Devils team and become very dangerous and my expectations for Alexander Holtz would be becoming a better player than uh, Patrick Laine and just being able to be a really solid finisher and providing more scoring depth and I believe when the the coaching change does happen. Wait for a lot of players to pop in a positive way. And the growth and exponential uh, potential is there. And when you have a coach that envisions what the GM wants, it's a good thing to have. And then if you can have your veteran players like Palat keep thinking positive and doing all the small things. And yes, I did reference Blink-182. So I really believe that the devils in the details are there. It's just a matter of when the change occurs. And they certainly know that Ruff has less than a year on his contract. 
and the Devils want to compete for the playoffs. They're not going to want to be in the cellar anymore. They're they're done with the draft uh, in the draft lottery. They can draft anywhere they want and find the best players available. They have all the prospects in the world that they have. They can trade for players and help benefit their selves as an organization. And I know management knows a thing or two about bolstering the near and the long term. It's just a matter of getting these guys to pan out under the right coaching staff. But um, later on, I'm going to write an article for InsideThePuck.ca, and you can find me there. So watching that 4-2 to win was a big, big uh, stepping stone, and maybe get a bunch more in the bank. And uh, see you next time, and let's go Devils, and enjoy the heads-up hockey.